You try to eat right, but are so-called healthy foods actually making you fat? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back to talk with a nutrition expert. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. We're talking with Lynn Janae Racidas. She's an expert in nutrition and holistic medicine and the author of a book simply called The Plan. So your general philosophy is that foods that people think are making them fat or unhealthy are probably not the foods responsible, correct? Well, this is just what I found. You know, when I opened up a holistic health center six, seven years ago, I really started to track data because some things just weren't making sense. And I noticed that certain people seem to be really reactive to certain healthy foods. As a matter of fact, they would be steadily losing weight, and then you would put in a healthy food like black beans or salmon, and they would instantly gain two pounds from this one food. But not only that, their health conditions would flare up. So if they had a migraine, the migraine would flare up. If they had arthritis, the arthritis would flare up. And it just didn't make sense. So I started to track these healthy foods. And I noticed there seemed to be a pattern. In fact, black beans were 85% reactive for all of my clients. So was salmon and so was cauliflower. And that's really how the reactive food list and the plan got started. So why do these foods cause these negative reactions? There's a million reasons, but why does it seem to happen after a certain age? And that's to me what was fascinating. As you age, you lose digestive enzymes, you lose stomach acid, you even start to decrease in your saliva. And all of these things really help you to digest what might have always been a potentially problematic food. And I started to notice that, you know, most healthy people until the age of 35 had no problems with these foods. But as soon as we hit 35, there seemed to be a problem with a lot of these more reactive foods. And by the time we hit 42 and 50, these healthy foods were an actual health and weight nightmare. Now, these reactive foods or trigger foods can be different for each person, correct? In fact, they are different for each person. And at the end of the day, if you're the 15% that the salmon works for, then who cares? Go ahead and eat it. It has a lot of health benefits. But each person is chemically unique, and that's what I want people to know. And, you know, as a matter of fact, a couple of years ago, first thing I reported on was oatmeal. I said, oatmeal is the devil. And I had people writing me from all over the country saying, thank you for saying that. Every time I felt horrible, I was bloated, I was gassy, I was constipated, but I kept eating it because people said it was healthy. So how can someone identify these trigger foods for their own body? What I came up with for the book was something very similar to what we use in my practice. And it's a very simple, easy-to-follow template where you start to test the foods that you love. And after each test day, we have a rest day. So if you gain weight, if you have an inflammatory response to this healthy food, your body can resolve this issue that you don't have long-term weight gain and health issues. You know, the bottom line is don't assume something is healthy because somebody tells you it is. That's what I want people to get from this. Lynn Janae, what role does exercise play in how your body reacts to different foods? Exercise can really be a big problem. You know, this is what we found. Certainly, and I like to use marathon as an example. Have you ever seen a marathon and they look, they're like the picture of health? But how many marathoners have you seen and you're like, can you climb up a flight of stairs? You're a mess. What we found is that types of exercise are actually specified for each individual. So we did some studies a couple of years ago, just using running as an example. We found that most people lost weight and felt great with half an hour of running. But as soon as we increased it to an hour or over an hour, they started to stabilize or gain weight 
and also exacerbate their health issues. So exercise for too long can, in fact, be problematic for a lot of people. So what we tell people on the plan is, in the beginning when you're doing the plan, exercise every other day and limit it to half an hour. But certain types of exercise we have found to be pretty pro-inflammatory for a large population over 40. And that would be CrossFit and boot camp and spinning and hot yoga. And as soon as we give people the okay to cut back on this exercise, they lose more weight, they have more energy, they have more time, and they feel better. We've been talking with Lynn Janae Rositas, the author of a book called The Plan, and her website address is lynnjanae.com. That's L-Y-N-G-E-N-E-T.com. Lynn Janae, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. We've reached the end of another InfoTrack radio broadcast, but you can keep it going online. Just visit TalkZone.com for more. Our show is produced by Syndication Networks in Chicago with Internet services by Pear.com. Our thanks to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.